0: Welcome to The Junkland Podcast. My name is Sean, and sitting across from me, sporting a Under Armour uh, jumper and a pair of glasses, is... Anthony. Say hello. Bonjour, monsieur. Say hello to the, the wonderful listeners of The Junkland Podcast. Uh, once again, we are tugging in this French accent. I want to give a shout out to uh, today's sponsors of The Junkland Podcast, uh, Tea break Bakes. They're at t or you can just find them on Instagram. It's where I usually go. You can go on there. You can have a look at their, uh, the pictures of the food that they make, which is baked goods, uh, specifically brownies. They sent over a, a tray of brownies, which you didn't get to eat, unfortunately, because uh, <laughs> they didn't survive. They were very good. And if you go onto the website today and you make an order, no matter what you're ordering, you can have as much as you like. You enter uh, promo code JUNKLAND15 and get yourself 15% off. Because, guys, guess what? You don't do enough for your girlfriend. Your girlfriend's mad at you. Why is she mad at you? You don't, you don't know why she's mad at you. because you don't do things like buy brownies for no reason. Buy some brownies. I'm delivered to the office. Have deliver delivered at home. Could if you save some for your little brother? You could even save some for your little, I didn't, but that's up to you. I mean, there was a lot of brownies in there and I ate them all. They're yeah. all delicious. Different flavours, varieties. Uh, cinnamon and double chocolate. Um, one with an orange slice on top. Chocolate orange? Yeah. Uh, peanut bar, all the good flavors, all the classics, high end stuff. Get yourself fifteen percent off, pay low end prices, and uh, enjoy the goodness. Oh, and also the package comes with a little tea bag in inside, a little free tea bag Yorkshire tea. So if you're saying these cakes are bloody lovely, but you know I could murder a cup of tea, I could have made it a cup of tea. There you go. Pop the kettle on. You get yourself a nice cup of Yorkshire, the best stuff in the land, in my opinion. Some of you may disagree. Some of you are wrong. Anyway, moving on. Before we do move on, though, do us a favor. Wherever you listen to this podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or one of the other ones, uh, one of the less important ones, to be honest, uh, hit follow. Follow us, subscribe to us. Make sure that you're getting all these podcasts all the time. Make sure you're not missing out on any of this good stuff, this amazing banter that we uh bring to you on a weekly basis because we don't skip a week. We just record podcasts and. Uh, yeah, you still enjoying the podcast recording, aren't you?
1: I'm loving recording a podcast, especially like saying how it's back to face to face. We went for a little stint where it was in face to
0: computer. The screening. traffic, yeah, well, well not for me, I was, yeah. Using your car, weren't right? you? Yeah. yeah, trying to get a bit of peace and quiet. Occasional car beeping, yeah. headphones running out of battery and shit. Yeah, yeah, it was a nightmare. It was a dark time for the old junkland podcast, and it showed. It showed uh, listener numbers were down. Um, the public really lost faith in us. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? When we started this podcast, I um. It's, oh, I wanted to do a podcast for about two years before actually doing one, for about two years, um, and just sort of trying and failing. Um, recording, not being very good at it. And I mean, you listen to what we are now. I mean, amazing podcasters.
1: The, the Ronaldo and messy podcasting. <laughs>
0: yeah, no one knows which one's better. It's just always up for debate. Um, yeah, I tried it, failed a few times, um, and then me and you were talking about one day in the gym, so why don't we just do it? Mm-hmm. Came up with a name. I came up with a name. Um, you said, "Yeah, it's good that," and uh, we did it. And uh here we are, six months. Six months, more than six no, months. Started eight months. Eight months. Eight months of the Junkland podcast. We're on episode forty-two. We're still enjoying, it. you know what I love more about the podcast, what I love about recording it is when people come up to me and they talk to me about it, they say, oh, I listened to your episode on Pizzagate or I listened to your episode on Michael Jackson, Guilty or Innocent, they're available in Spotify <laughs> and um, they'll be like, oh, you know, those are like sort of pick little bits out. Or, I, didn't, I didn't agree with you on that or I agreed with you on that, but not on that. And you go, cool. And then they say, I love listening to your podcast. I feel like I'm there with you. And uh, during lockdown, someone actually said to me, it really got me through. Trouble times, and I said, That's what we do. Don't worry about it.
1: Imagine that you, the smug, cunted face Sean Waldron, getting people through tough situations. I know. He's smug, answering his
0: smug face, thinking he knows it all. Speaking of smug cunt Sean Waldron, now we move on to the uh, the (laughs) (laughs) the round that we call Things Sean Hates. And uh, this week we've got a couple of uh, good ones. Uh, The word literally, this has been a problem now for about two years, I'd say. Probably a bit longer than that. People saying the word literally when they actually mean figuratively. Um, We'll say things like, I'm literally starving. I don't even know what that means. That's not even figurative. What even is that? Taking an an Oxford professor to bring that. I'm literally starving. I'm literally starving. Oh, I need something to eat. I'm literally starving. Are you literally starving? I mean- you know. I mean, I suppose we are all literally starving until we eat something, and then you begin your process of starving stuff until you eat something again. So maybe that's right. Well, you know, a, a very
1: mother-type comment would be, you're not starving. Your children in third world countries are starving. You're hungry.
0: Yeah, that's exactly true. But you think about, it, though, you are literally starving. Like, when people, oh, my God, I was literally dying. Technically, they're not wrong because, you know... We are all literally, I think you're at 21, 22, and your body stops growing. And as soon as you sort of hit that peak, you start, you're technically just dying then. You just, you're, everything that you do is sort of either hastening or slowing down the, the dying process.
1: I would presume that hunger and starvation are two different modes.
0: I would guess. Yeah, I suppose when you're starving, you're in a state of Panic and your body starts
1: going to, yeah, different methods yeah. to cope rather than just feeling good.
0: You could do a bit of food in there. Yeah, because your body starts doing drastic things and done it, like yeah. um, eating away at muscle and stuff. You know what the worst way to die is, apparently? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> We're going to carry on with oh, this. Oh, this is a real nice conversation. <laughs> yeah, dying. Um, apparently, so I was having this conversation, like, would you rather burn staff, drunk I looked, I didn't look into it. I heard um, it was on a mafia type thing. No, it was on A Thousand Ways to Die. And... Um, you know when the mafia in the films like they put people in freezers like meat lockers and they freeze them and they die Free apparently that's the worst way to die there is no worse like more painful way to go because you think fire but fire burns you quite quickly and your nerve endings sear off so you stop feeling stuff i'm not saying it's fucking manic- you know, like, oh I'll fucking burn me on that, i'll take that because obviously it's still gonna be horrible um but when you freeze to death what happens is your body kicks in and like starts to protect you so you're freezing and your body's like okay we need to pump more blood around the body Uh, It's running low on blood, running low on oxygen. So what it does is it starts abandoning parts of your body that aren't like key. So your fingertips, for instance, your toes, it takes blood from them, but your nerve endings don't need blood to function properly. Peripheral. Yeah. So you're feeling all the pain and then it starts like slowly but surely. The blood is abandoning your lesser organs and and body parts until it's just sort of like your lungs, your heart, your brain. (laughs) Hearts? Your heart, your lungs, your brain. And um, so then your brain is the last thing to die. So you're feeling your entire body in a state of just like freeze, like just freezing to death. And um, yeah, don't feel nice. And then you die of a cold, cold death. A cold death. Would you rather burn or drown? <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, I was thinking, I was taking my, I was on the school this morning
0: <clears throat> and my,
1: just randomly popped up and went, Dad, would you rather get a bit by a lion or stood on by an
0: elephant? On the foot.
1: So, sort of questions that I'm trying to teach a to school. <laughs> a Apple. child.
0: An elephant standing on your foot. I'm going to answer this one for Milo. I would rather... I said, where does it bite you? I said, it could be anywhere. Ooh, that's a clever answer to that question. You don't know. See, I'd rather just... Uh, I'd resign to the elephant standing on my foot and doing some serious damage to it. Because an elephant's foot is actually um, it's quite soft because elephants can communicate for miles around. And what they do is... The, um, they make vibrating sounds through the trunk, but they do it into the ground. And then elephants for miles, um, the feet, which is actually really soft, and it goes over, it, like, it changes its shape as it moves over like tough land. And they can feel vibrations through the floor, which travel for miles. So it's kind like, of you know, like how whales um, can hear each other's sounds. So it's kind of like how elephants, so a lost elephant, although it's just when you see something standing still, what they're actually doing is they're listening to what's going on around them. And also if they can hear a herd coming, they like, they're the first to pick it up through the ground. I mean, a sponge is soft, but if you put fucking ten tons of weight on top of that sponge, probably not gonna be Does an elephant weigh ten soft. tons? I don't know, but how much do you think an elephant weighs? Should we uh, should we both venture, I guess, and I'll Google it right Ooh, now? Uh, a tiger's best part of a ton. It's a lot bigger than Are that. you getting that from Alan Partridge?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: I will go for five tons. Five ton I'm gonna say for a look, I'm gonna say two tonne of weight. Okay. Two tons um how awesome. much does an elephant weigh an african bush elephant weighs Six thousand kg what's that in tons six so
1: that's
0: 11, six tons yes thousand thousand kg a ton in it uh yeah 5.4 tons yeah there we go you were much closer and than i one, was one so is that one nil that's one in nil. this game that's just uh i like would just start how much <laughs> the things weigh <laughs> tune in next week for round two um what's your favorite kind of elephant african or indian do you know the difference um or asian elephant indian elephant indian size elephant. and is yes that's exactly the difference so uh, the ones that you see at circuses and zoos are usually almost exclusively um indian elephants taller um sort of the rear end is much lower than the top of the the back and the head smaller ears uh, smaller trunks whereas african elephants are sort of like quite short stockier, wider ears and um, bigger tusks, usually. Bigger, much, much harder to train. Bigger like, trunks? Yeah, wider. So they'd be a lot more comfortable in the swimming pool. <laughs> Couldn't. Yeah, they're harder to train. That's why you don't get them in zoos and circuses. They don't uh, they don't listen to humans. See, you
1: should get them in my gym. I'll go to a PT session. Train them up
0: real good. Yeah. Get elephants on the deadlifts. I'm trying to think of a joke. Um, nah. I mean, it's be able to buy loads of protein because it's just peanuts to them ah! <laughs> and peanuts contain lots of protein natural protein um second um, second thing that i, <laughs> <laughs> I think each week we get more and more like Alan <laughs> yeah. uh, facebook um people i've not the first time i whinged about this facebook people we said about people diagnosing each other so i saw an overreaction unlike any other so on a COVID-19, like a coronavirus group on Facebook, someone who on the train, and they took a picture of a group of like eight kids and um, it was on a meme, so you might've seen it. And um, they said, oh, these aren't social distancing. That's more than six people. Someone commented on underneath, bring back hanging. <laughs> hanging, bring back hanging for the crime of being what looked about 12 years old and huddling up with your friends like, No, the rule states that you shouldn't do that, but at the same time, they're just fucking kids. The kids are going to break the rules. It's what they do. They're not adults. Bring back hanging. Imagine the scene. Well, you knew the rules. I pulled a... (laughs) Bring back the death penalty of all the crimes in the world to be hung for. Bring it back for this violation. When you've got Boris Johnson doing a lovely bit of woodwork on the news. Lovely bit of
1: woodwork. With no mask on and... Extremely close to whoever the main guy was who was doing the woodworking on the news, sweating. Yes, yeah, sweating and uh, saying what the rules are and the laws are, and then turning to his mate, and going, "That's that's right, and that is the rule."
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. And also, they can drink till past ten o'clock. Where they drinking their fucking don't fucking dun- dun- dungeon of doom? They're fucking evil there. Wherever it's the fucking palm people a Canteen. Drink. Canteen. Oh, give a bacon sign. We're a pint, love. I don't know, fucking yeah, Bacon signing this wooden lacquered table over here in a corner with the green felt seats. Not Cantino, is it? It's a pub. Looks like a pub, smells like a pub. It's a pub. Jack. Boris. Get him on the Junkland podcast.
1: No, he's it. avoiding us like he is. That Piers Morgan. We're, we're up there with Piers. We are. We're up there Avoided. with Piers. Do you like Piers? Um, he's a bit my mate, but I am more dislike him than like him. Yeah. I like I like Piers. I, a bit, a bit I agree tipped. with him on
0: a lot of stuff, not everything, but I agree with him on a lot. Is um when he debates that guy who comes on about um LGBTQ and they talk about um trans people, he just I think he just trolls that guy and the guy bites every single time. And the thing is with him, like
1: he has an opinion. And it's just—it's like his opinion is gold, like, and he talks yeah, everyone. Everywhere.
0: He won't, yeah. That's what he does when he when he finds is not really making it's much mad, sense. Yeah. He'll, yeah, he was talking about gun control with um, Ben Shapiro, and Ben Shapiro had like a lot of really good points on gun control, and they were talking, and um, Piers Morgan would just shout over him to the point where it was quite annoying. And um, yeah, he does that—he picks a side, like he picks a position, and then he's just unwilling to bend on it. It's, uh... but I think he'd be a good guy to be mates with.
1: He does it with Susan Reed a lot as well. Like, he's his co-host. She'll try and be saying something and he just talks that's really right. loud. And she's
0: good, good though, isn't she? Like, she goes unnoticed really because of like how much of a character Piers Morgan is. Um, I just if I just did that to you and I talked over you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke over you. Um, she like, she sticks in as well. Like, she like sticks Ooh. a knife in. <laughs> um, so when they're debating, because she's, she's almost always got Piers' back in these debates. I think she's good. I think she needs pointing out. Make it a bit more obvious. That, uh, she's got some eyebrows, all that, She's a bit milfy in her own way. She's, she's the incredibly eye. milfy. Yeah, she's a without eye. without saying. She's a bit. She's a bit of all right. <laughs> <laughs> she is a bit of all right. Hypothetical question. Got one for you. You ready? Go. Shoot. What is the biggest animal that you think you could kill with your bare hands? Oh. With your bare hands. Not just your bare hands. I mean, just, you know, you. You're wearing clothes. You're wearing what you're wearing right now. Shoes. Oh, in my shorts. Clothes. Pull these up so I've got a bit more bit more leverage in my stance. Um, what is the biggest animal that you could kill with your bare hands? Not necessarily in a fight. You know, you could chase it down. It could be running away from you. Because the chances are you're not going to pick a predator. Well, unless that predator was bloody Jimmy Savile. If...
1: I choose a bird and that bird flies off
0: do I win because it's shit out what if no, I no 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 you gotta be able to ki- I mean let's just say it, it's it's on the floor it's hopping around in front of you you do catch it eventually every time you catch this thing so I'm gonna start out with a chihuahua
1: so a chihuahua yeah I could do it so anything bigger than chihuahua I could kill how would you kill a chihuahua strangle fuck out of it would you it's strangle wild? it I don't know do I I mean I'm not actually gonna do it so plenty strangle of it could...
0: off like you could break it. its neck as easily it's like swiftly break its neck <laughs> we we're gonna choke this chihuahua <laughs> <laughs> um, right, you could. I think you could fight. Not most. Most dogs. Most breed of dogs you could kill in a fight. could not fight your mum. <laughs> your mum too. So jokes in you. And like a staff. If if a staff got pissed off, you're not you're not taking no. it out at all. um Anything bigger than a staff, Rottweiler, that sort of stuff. No, it's going to kill you.
1: But then I told you the story of Nigel Pearson, who's a football manager. And it's supposed to be a dead true story that he gouged the eye of a wolf when his <laughs> back was against the wall. <laughs> and apparently, this story supposed to be like dead true. Gouged right? its eye out? Yeah.
0: And if you know, he wolf. Mind you, it's going to kill Pull him, is it? Yeah.
1: So, you yeah. know, if you could do that, then potentially, if it was like a not a very. Did hard he kill wolf. it though?
0: He or did it run, run off? I it might have, mean, have fled. Yeah, it fled. I remember that guy that was um, jogging in California. And um a mountain lion. I think it was a young one, but a mountain lion like tried to take him down while he was jogging. And it fucking he ended up fighting it and choked it to death. Watch <laughs> <laughs> you fighting a mountain <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> But it's um see or like a newly born bear
0: because you could all say, Oh yeah, I killed a bear with bear hands. Baby bear. Yeah, but Yeah, but this headline will always be bear. Yeah, is that, I, I like, killed a bear. And then someone comes up and says, baby bear. Go on, how many bears have you killed? None, answer, so
1: don't. That's it. So I could go out. I could say, right, yeah, I killed a bear or a polar bear, whatever kind
0: of bear I choose. Um, He's a koala, a koala bear. Is it actually called a koala bear or is it a koala? Because a koala bear is a marsupial. It's not a bear, is it? I it's called a bear. I could kill a koala. Say, i killed a bear. I kill a koala bear. Go, yeah. Did you know? Um, I think I could kill a sheep. They could give you chlamydia, koala bears. Quile bad did give me chlamydia. The um, shittiest yeah. one I've ever had. Um, oh, one
1: wonder, getting chlamydia through. That is the worst way to get a chlamydia. What a waste.
0: <laughs> you can get it. You, <laughs> may may as well, it. Uh, you may as well have some penetration. Um, yeah, I could kill a sheep. I have a friend who claims he had a friend who killed... I mean, I don't agree with this at all. This is horrible. And I condemn- so I are you smirking? <laughs> I condemn this behaviour. And if I ever saw anyone doing it, I would be very pissed off. I'd probably do the same to them. But uh, he claimed that his friend pinned a sheep to the ground and punched it to death. Which obviously is very funny. Like it's not funny at all. Why are you pretending not to laugh like you're holding a laugh? Why are you trying to play the high ground? What a horrible cut the mic off, Sean. <laughs> and it's a horrible way to go and I don't condemn it at all. And anybody I don't condone it. I do condemn it. Oh, show you true cause here. Words, words slips. Freudian slip. No, it's a horrible way to die. And I don't and I think whoever it is should be uh... But hung, bring back hanging. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen them goats
1: from like I think it might be at India or something? And it just goes on the streets out. on a no, it just goes on a mad one, and it just like you know a thing where it grinds its foot off the four and it runs it at him. It. Oh mate, fuck
0: that! Like, you know, what are you gonna do? Go after that? You gonna nothing? just yeah. gonna ram the shit out of you. You just gotta hope it doesn't hurt that much. Imagine the dead leg you'd get there off was, a goat, we side, you like,
1: fuck there was, off. There was one guy where it was chasing him, and like, it knocked him over and it stepped back and, like, he was chasing this guy around the tree. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just going on for ages. And then, like, the guy was like throwing his foot at it, like, half heartedly, just trying to, like, war him off. And then, like, all the goat stepped back. And it was like chasing him and he, was like, running towards cars, trying to hide behind cars. And it was,
0: a cool <laughs> little chase. Do you remember that video of a guy who punched a kangaroo in the face? Yeah, and they're absolutely jacked on kangaroos. And the guy saw his dog, I don't know what his dog had done. But his dog was in a headlock. The kangaroo had his dog in a headlock. And his dog's like trying to pull its way up, but he can't get out. dog's like wagging its tail like an idiot. And his owner comes over and starts throwing hands with his kangaroo. He whacks <laughs> it in the face. <laughs> the kangaroo just stops, lets his dog go to say, just like, did you just fucking punch me? And the guy, and the the guy runs off. The wand's off. And kangaroos are fucking huge, aren't they? Hmm. Did you ever hear that story about the woman who was at the um, safari park? Um, for anyone who's unaware of what a safari park is, it's like a domestic zoo, but um, you drive through on your car and you're in the animal enclosures in your, inside your car and you drive through. I don't know if you have those in every country, but we call them a safari park over here. And um, so the line enclosure um, the car at that time decides to overheat and uh, sets on fire. So then the woman is left with a decision: Do I jump out with my two kids, literally into the lion's den, or do I stay in the car and just hope someone comes and saves us?
1: Mm. How, bad's it? How big's the fire?
0: Well, it's it's eventually. I you know, give it a few minutes; it's going to engulf the car, isn't it? You're going to have to go out aren't you? and you got to absolutely. And you don't know if it's going to explode. I mean, cars don't explode like they do in the films, do they? But... Oh, no. Petrol tank. Depending on far, I don't know. the cars explode when they set on fire? It's Remember, not, we yeah, saw but... we saw a full van on fire. It didn't explode. What Do you cars seen? explode?
1: We're all doing Fast and Furious.
0: Everything explodes in films on it. You have to like shoot a few bullets through the windscreen. It's like, and, like Simpsons, you, you know, a car like crashes into the Central Reservation in a film. And it's like flips over into a ball of flames and explodes. <laughs> As if cars are made that dangerous. <laughs> Slight crash. <laughs> Of flipping an explosion. That guy had two days left of retirement. <laughs> yeah, I'd get out. I'd just get out to lions, and if they came up to me, I'd go whoa, 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 I killed whoa. Killed a bear with his barons. I'd say, listen, I know a guy that killed a sheep with his barons. Well, punches just, to death You just put it on a him punch, punch his head in. No, because the thing is, like those lions, like they're, they're probably used to you. Well, probably they are used to humans. Um, I wonder how much like if you like Lion King, Lion King, um, Tiger King. That guy's in there with his like tigers and lions all day long. So I wonder if they're like that or whether these ones, because they get that much interaction with humans. Are they more likely to go, fuck this guy, he's a human. we ne- never catch these humans slipping. They must get fed like, all the time. Walmart sandwich meat like in Tiger King. Tesco meal deal sandwiches. Speaking of being in mortal danger, um, there's that video this week that came out, a guy um sees a basking shark in the sea carol basking shark carol (laughs) basking he sees a basking shark in the sea which you know basking sharks are you know completely harmless big friendly giants jumps in the water with it and it swims around him and this guy's just like a fucking idiot it's like wearing a stupid pair of pants he's not like a professional diver a stupid
1: pair of pants
0: (laughs) and he jumps in the water right and uh the shark does a lap around him and his mate goes, whoa, well, that's not a great white dude. No, he goes, it's a great white dude or it's not a basket shark, dude. He's a fucking great white shark that he just jumps in the water with openly. <laughs> don't fuck him up though. He just swims around him. Wait him up. Wait him up. Like, the this guy. It must be like that. shark must be thinking, Whoa, what the fuck? I was just in the water a minute ago, in this because it must be unusual if something just come bombing in like from nowhere into the water. That's That's like, that's like, because being at the bottom, so it just comes exploding out of the sea and jumps into your boat. Must have thought, What the fuck's this? Massive orangutan or some
1: sort of new monkey just falling down from the sky. From the sky, straight out of space.
0: Have you anything to add to the new this week? Um, Have you seen the emergency service jetpack? The emergency service jetpack. That sounds like it's going to cost cause more emergencies than it's solving. Go on, go for it. What's the emergency service jetpack?
1: So within the Lake District, um, long story short, if you are up a hill and you get into some sort of predicament and you're injured and you need assistance, twisted ankle,
0: twisted ankle, fell down, brought you back, attacked by a angry sheep that's fed up, yeah, getting punched.
1: Yeah, it takes on foot, it takes around twenty minutes, I think, to get to like certain points. Yeah. This jetpack, boom, in there in a few seconds. It is literally like you know the episode of Simpsons where Holy becomes a boxer and he's getting punched up off um, the fan man comes in And the fan man comes in, a spoof of the Van The Holyfield fan man. Okay. As more Sizlak. It's similar to that. He's got to get his jetpack and skirt all the way up to the hills. Baby. Right,
0: I need to confess. that uh, I pretended that I didn't know what you're talking about when you said this. But in actual fact, we both watched the video of it later. I lied. You lied. Let's just clear it up right now. I saw the video. It, it looks like Iron Man. This guy. He's got a jetpack on, but it's not just a jetpack. He's got th- He's got like hair dryers around his hands that he uses to sort of like navigate. Navigate. Side to side. People can't see what I'm doing. I'm doing like a like a sway motion of my hands. So it's kinda of like, you know. More of a dance than a life saving maneuver. Point in, you know, aiming his hands down when Iron Man hovers and he's got his hands by his side and he does that. It's basically doing that all the way up the hill. It's not as epic as it sounds, it's kinda of like a bit it's a bit weird and awkward in it. But it does the job. The guy floats up the hill, he administers um I wonder who's got a bit of test dummy for that. So we're just uh, imagine getting called into the office. So what
1: it is, we've got this really cool jetpack. It's going to save life. It's going to save time. You know, a 20-minute trip is going to take you 90 minutes. Um, we've not used it yet. So how about you? Get a jetpack on and uh, scoot up 10 minutes, see how long it takes you.
0: Yeah. What if Because you're yeah. using the left and the right hands to guide and steer. What if, like, the right one, the battery dies and it's just a left one? Do you reckon it's, like, spin off in a circle? I have dizziness. Because there are going to be, like, complications to this. Serious complications.
1: but well, good idea to get start to get rolling. Good idea to get started.
0: It's the future. Yeah. I was watching it. I was like, "This is this is the future, right here. This is what I hoped." I mean, it's not exactly what I, when you think jetpack. When you're a kid, you think flying off into the sky like a crazy rocket man, don't you? I mean, he does fly off into the sky for about
1: six feet. I mean, if you die, or if you're on your back at seventy feet, I presume. You know, it's not going to be, it's not like a really cheap drone that I keep buying my daughter. Well, it's going to lose contact, I presume it will just keep going, boy. Keep on going, never
0: stop. Never going to use them. So um, PlayStation, I was talking last week about pre-orders. It feels like PlayStation have shot themselves in the foot by trying to create demand because it feels and it sounds like a lot of people are now showing more interest in the Xbox. Um, I think I said last week, Xbox aren't trying to sell consoles as badly as PlayStation are. Mm. Xbox sell PCs and they sell subscriptions. And they're like, you can have a console. That's fine. If not, sign up to Game Pass and uh, get some games on your PC. Why not? They're going for this sort of like multi-device strategy. And whereas PlayStation are like, buy the console, buy it, because they can't sell you a PC game. Like buy the console, um, Xbox, even like on Twitter, some guys commented saying, Oh, Xbox, I think I'm gonna have to go. Out. I've had an Xbox for all my life, whatever, but I think this time I'm gonna to have to go PlayStation. Xbox replied to him saying, That's fine, Ted, whatever his name was. That's fine, Ted. Uh, thanks for the memories. But um, if you fancy it in the future, why not get Game Pass? Because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to just put all the games digitally, like the Netflix of games. That's what they're trying to be. And um, so rather than go out and buy a game now, you just own a subscription, you own all the games.
1: Ah, so it's that kind
0: of method. Yeah, you own them all. Whatever they decide to put on there. Not all games are going to be on there, so maybe it depends entirely on the company. Uh, maybe EA, because they've got their own subscription service. Maybe EA games might not be on there. Um, But yeah, so that's what they're going with.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean it's Christmas time, and it's obviously going to drop for all this festive period. But I think with you being able to upgrade games, I'm not in Nomad rush. You know, I'd rather get... Christmas started Christmas done with and then in the new year maybe look to get one
0: rather <laughs> yeah. than rush out and leave myself skinned. I seem to be spending about I'd say more than 90% of my gaming time is done on PC now so um, no I'm in no rush um, I'm a keyboard and mouse man now I've changed I've joined the uh, PC elite the smugness that is the uh, the, the, the elite race of PC gamers that's, 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 I say that mate some of these guys on PC are fucking unreal they cannot be competed with some of these guys like you can see it you can tell when you're playing on Warzone or whatever and when you're watching someone's screen and they're, they're on console you can tell it's slow it's clunker whereas someone on PC like the screen's like, like flying around move. yeah and also you can have your um, your angle turned up as well so you can see more on your screen so yeah PC Master Race is the way forward and I think more kids are getting into PC gaming now more kids just want cool PCs rather than consoles. I so see you can kind of build them as well as you go. Yeah, right. That's what I did mine. I built mine from scratch. I knew what I wanted. I knew what kind of performance I wanted from it, and so I just built it to tailor, built it to suit. And uh, yeah, kids might like, more talking about PC parts now. Like when I posted that stuff on the um, Chunkland Instagram account about the PC, I had people like kids messaging me, "Go, oh, what RAMs it got in that? What's the CPU? What's this? What's that? What's the motherboard? What case came with that?" they did all they know the parts and I'm like, well, stuff I have no idea about. Yeah. Just different parts that do different things. Um, Yeah. And now more than ever, it's cheaper to build a PC, a gaming PC than it was in the past, you know, for a high performing gaming PC. There are companies that are making equivalent parts or say um, Intel, which are selling chips, um, which is the process, like the brain of the computer. mm And they were selling them for like 700 to 1,000 pounds, good ones. Whereas a company called Ryzen have come out and like they've done it for like a fraction of the price. They're selling the same amount of power for much, much less. People are sort of opting for these cheaper parts, which. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. The performance isn't any different. It's not like buying. um, I'm trying to think of an equivalent. Buying a packet of Jura cells to buying a packet of that's own batteries there you go that's a it's a wonderful example that is a great analogy that's i find that quite annoying What on the um, free just the whole land of the free thing because you know we love you america let's let's put it out there it's coming from a place of love but you're not the only free country in the world <laughs> there are a lot of free there are more free countries than there are oppressed countries you know you got a I say all of Scandinavia. You know, you got the UK, France, Scandinavia. Belgium. Scandinavia. That is a Gen- very happy island of countries. Yeah, mate, those guys are enjoying... Whatever's going on in Scandinavia, those guys are enjoying the shit out of it. I don't know what they're hiding in Scandinavia, but I want a little piece of it. I don't think- you know. you got Norway. Love me some Norway. I've never been because it's cheap to get there expensive. Yeah, to- Norway, Oslo. I think they're trying to keep people out. Oslo, yeah. Oslo, the capital. the word, Oslo, also. Oslo. Oh, yeah. Oslo, yeah. And uh, if you want to do some whale watching, Norway. Uh, Northern Lights, yeah, Finland. Finland. Oh, Jinx, Jinx, jinx again. <laughs> um, almost, almost Santa. Big up Santa. See, got Iceland, Finland, Denmark, Denmark Norway, Norway, Sweden, Greenland, Greenland, and where's where are you going? Finland, Finland. That's what today. plans in Finland? Are we missing anything?
1: Uh, I've got a feeling we are, but I can't think of it. Greenland, Iceland. you say Iceland? I said Iceland. Iceland, fun fact about Iceland. Um, during some. the height of the witch craze. The they, witch craze? Yeah, they had... Uh, they what the a lot fans love witches. Ah, witches! <laughs> they was the country who had a bigger proportion of male witches than female witches.
0: Sexism. Not in Finland. So, no, they, not in Finland. So they are a lot of male witches. Yeah. there's more I male witches, witches than are called female. wizards, but... No, nope, they had different creatures altogether. Not real, even, but... If you're talking Harry Potter world, you get witches and wizards. Um, What's the difference between a sorcerer and a wizard? Um, Sorcerer, I don't know. There's no technical, there's no actual definition, so that's a bit of a shit (laughs) question, because there is no legitimate definition. But a sorcerer is somebody who learned magic later on in life, and a wizard is somebody who was born with it. Mm. Is that Harry Potter talk? No, Harry Potter doesn't follow those rules. I
1: mean, no one follows those rules because it's all bullshit, but...
0: Actually, I think it's the way around. I don't know. that's a shit thing to say. I don't know. It's one way. No, it can is. We, can we sorcerers. Now, nah, I'll leave it in. Sorcerers are born with the power. Wizards learn it later on in life. That's what it is. But in Harry Potter, um, some Harry Potter fans are psychos, and they're probably going to pull me up on this one. But all witches and wizards are born with magic. Mm. None of them learn it later on in life. That's very
1: interesting. That I can't wait to go home and recite that piece of information. I might be wrong there. Someone's going to cut me head
0: off for that and get shot in public like John Lennon. You bastard. Filch was a wizard later on in life He was born a muggle And I get shot dead A muggle? I have no idea what these words mean You don't know what a muggle is? No It's because you're a muggle, mate You don't understand A muggle is a non-magic folk Everybody else in the world, basically You know what a mudblood is? A mudblood? No A mudblood is a racist term Created in Harry Potter For people who were born Of magic and non-magic folk So Hermione You know who Hermione is, don't you? Oh, I. Um, One of her parents is magic the other one isn't and uh, they call her a mudblood she's contaminated with muggle blood.
1: Let's just know want to see your bird next I'm going to slither in. Oh! Not his actual bird a bird is a term we use for our counterparts our female counterparts our girlfriends Uh, I'm not saying he's got a pet bird who I'm going to slither in. Yeah.
0: Um, Not into bestiality or anything like that. No. And uh Hopefully none of you are. Um, we'll be...
1: I'm all done. Lion King 2 is Lion King two. in the horizon. Live action?
0: Yep. Do we need Lion King 2? Do you, you know you don't what? Beyonce is going to be in it again? I would presume so. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Is it going to follow the same story as Lion King 2, the animated version? I have no idea. I Pride. Their,
1: their, their headline. Um, no. Number one was shite. Um, Do you know what's kind of ruined it for me as well. You saying to get these um, more poppy artists rather than fee- theatrical artists, yeah, and it doesn't have the same effects. And then when I listen to, um, I have a bit of a Disney playlist on, um, and yeah, I can I can hear it. Yeah, it's
0: because the, the cartoons I can tell just that- embody theatre. Like the music is made in a very theatrical way, and you can almost you know like the Lion King, the stage show, it's it's amazing. Like, it's really good. And the people who are singing on the stage show know how to sing in a theatrical sort of way. When we went to Disney World, we went to Animal Kingdom, the theme park, and we saw a Lion King show. We did about three shows a day or something, these guys. And um, amazing. They're singing for stage. They project the voice across the room. And and it works. Even like in the original Lion King. So you got like Rowan Atkinson, who's Zazu, who sings a whole, I think that me and you have a heart to heart or whatever. Yeah. It works. Even though he can't sing, someone's obviously trained him so that he can sing in that way. To make it work. To make it work. And um, the guy that plays, I forget his name, he plays the meerkat, Timon. Yeah. Stage actor. So he's an actor who's come from a stage background. Sing, you can sing it perfectly. Um, Matthew Broderick couldn't do it, so they got somebody else to sing for Simba. And you can tell it's like a different singer. Like, It just doesn't need to have Beyonce singing because she's an R&B artist. She does R&B very well soul very well ballads that sort of thing she does that very well stage no she's never had to learn it so she's not going to be good at it she'll be in the studio singing how beyonce sings and people are going that's amazing beyonce yeah that's fantastic so no one's obviously going to step in and tell her like john favreau who directed the lion king live action version he's not going to step in and tell beyonce that she's doing a bad job of singing yeah you know what i mean apparently she's fucking she didn't even turn up for like the fucking set photos and stuff just came did a shit and left so soulless soulless just no soul in it. And I was just, it's like Aladdin. And I'd probably say the best songs in the Aladdin live action were Will Smith's because he, he put like a Will Smith twist. He, he made yeah. it his own in a way. And the genie songs, he, um, like he had to like rap verses and like did some beatboxing there, which at first I thought this was going to be cringy this. And then I listened to it and it worked. But yeah, like obviously, cause it's not like he's tried and it, it's been cheeser. He's made it cheeser. Yeah. Yeah. He's done it. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, it it worked. Um, the added songs in there for sort of like they went for the powerful woman um song Mm. i won't go quietly which didn't work for me i think when you want to get like a message across like that and you want to empower women um you don't need to try too hard it's not difficult to empower women in important film roles um i always go there, there are loads of different examples of it working perfectly um titanic for instance rose you know, she, she owns a fucking scenario in that film. She's, she's oppressed by money, a boyfriend who's going to marry her. Or they're already married, I don't know. But he's got a load of money and her family have gone broke since her dad died and she's got to marry him to stay rich and she chooses not to. She chooses love over money. Mm. Um, alien, which is one of my favorite all-time films. Sigourney Weaver, who plays Ripley. She's the last surviving member on the ship that's been took over by an alien that's killed absolutely everybody. And she's the last one left. Just Sigourney Weaver, a fucking flamethrower, just owning shit. Star Wars Princess Leia. She's the strongest character in the fucking franchise, in my opinion. You know, what I mean, she's a fucking she's damsel in distress, but she doesn't need rescuing by men. I mean, she does get rescued by men, but she doesn't need to. Yeah, she's a, she's a diplomat. She's a politician. You know, what I mean, she owns the scenarios and she takes leadership and she becomes like a commander of the rebellion. Um, I think we said last time was all Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. Lara Croft, Tomb Raider. That's it. Um, Disney's Brave like Disney haven't been bullied into making strong powerful female characters they just do it like I think they get a lot of stick for making like the whole damsel in distress needing somebody but that's because they borrow storylines from um, from oh, old oh. books old books where that was always the case you know these old books they always have like a, an evil stepmom and the reason why evil stepmothers were such a thing in the past is because it was quite common for a mother to die in childbirth or die shortly after so then the man would remarry and you'd have this woman who would be looking after someone else's kids, who naturally she would be horrible to them because eventually she wants to replace them with her own kids. She wants to have her own kids with this man. And so there's always this fear amongst kids that you would have an evil stepmother because stepmothers were usually quite cold to to kids. And so like these kind of conventions from, from history that get brought up into Disney films, they're kind of gone now. They don't really follow that sort. They kind of come up with new stories or they reinvent old stories like Rapunzel um a lot of them are quite dark as well
1: like the original like alice in wonderland's a very dark story isn't it Pfft, mate they are are um, crazy um pinocchio was awful i was awful. gonna say i mean the film of pinocchio if you kind of look past the animations and the colors and you actually think okay what is the story to this film is a bit of, a-
0: and now none of the people who abuse pinocchio because that's what it is it's like, it gets like abused in the film um none of them um, pay for the crimes mm. so the fox who's who, like the sly fox at the beginning He's nowhere to be seen. He doesn't suffer. Um, the whale, Monstro does, but that's that's a whale. It, it doesn't have an agenda. It's not a bad guy, really. The guy that sells him to that fucking, you know, where they're all smoking and they all turn to donkeys and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That guy doesn't suffer. Um, the guy that turns him into a puppet, you know, the, makes him dance, who kidnaps him. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't the suffer. Big yeah, fat guy. Yeah, they all get away with it, every one of them. And it's a really dark tale. Brave, that's what I was going to say, Brave as well with um, Meridia. Um, saying that she don't want to get married, she's having no one challenge anyone to marry her. She enters the archery competition because she says, "I'm shooting for my own hand." And she's like, "No one's going to marry me unless I choose to marry them." Like these stories, don't you don't need to try too hard to make a a woman's story. You know,
1: and I say if it's forced, you can tell it's forced. If I, it flows. I think we before,
0: but Ghostbusters was just like a painful attempt. Yeah, at shoving just shoving it down your throat. And people don't respond to it. People want to see it happen naturally. You know, no one has anything against strong female characters. People love it. I think it's just when anything is str- like Black Panther, like um, the talk about replacing a Black Panther character since Chadwick passed away. You know, rest in peace, Chadwick. Um, looking awful to hear that, especially when he, like he, he suffered in silence as well.
1: He worked through it as well, didn't he?
0: Yeah, he worked through it. People trolling him online, telling him he's lost weight, and uh, a lot of fans are calling for his sister, who's in the film, Shire, um, who's like his sort of like um, like his right hand right hand woman in the film. Like, say, oh, she should take over as Black Panther because that character does in the comics too. And people are like she should be the one that steps up and takes over as the character. Which is like, yeah, fair enough. That's, she's she's a, she's a class character. People really like her yeah I think uh, film studios are trying too hard so I can't remember why Why did we get onto this um, Frozen's yeah, a good dude. example of it too
1: Frozen actually speaking of um, songs earlier on the other week I was listening to the Frozen I had, like, I had the Disney playlist on and a bit of a local rogue kind of look to let on I turned around and uh, there I am singing away to Frozen <laughs> so that was a bit of an embarrassing moment but yeah um, Frozen good film both of them as well Didn't I haven't seen sequel. number two yet Oh, good film number two.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Bloody good film. Right then. I think we've waffled on long enough. Um, yeah. Until next time, though, um, I want to make a quick recommendation. Uh, BBC, Lou Faru, has got a new um, four-part series out, which is just basically him looking through um, some of his old works. He <coughs> catches up with some of the people that he's worked with in the past in like weird weekends and stuff like Netflix. that. No, it's on BBC. You cool? Yeah, and um, yeah, it's good. Just him in his house, going through his old files, his old documents, and uh, he's talking about some of his old cases. And uh, it's good because <laughs> you get to catch up with some people that you think, "Oh, I wonder what happened to them." And he lets you know. Remember the um, episode where he was in gambling in Las Vegas? Yes, that millionaire that he was with, the mattress king. Yeah, Uber driver now. Is he actually? Yeah, apparently. Or well, someone, someone, uh, oh, Louie reached great. out to. He said he's still got his money. He's still really rich, but he just does it just to connect with people. Oh, really? And oh, that's just meet cool, people. Right? Yeah.
1: Um, what's the what's the difference between mickey mouse and a scotsman i don't know scotsman wear quilts uh wear kilts but walt disney which is a scottish twang on doesn't disney
0: so the scottish wear quilts kilts kilts That's a hard sentence to say that scotsman wear You'd kilts make, but, walt you, but walt disney but walt disney yeah but walt disney so if the you're... Scottish word kilts, but Walt Disney. Jokes. If you were telling that joke on stage as a comedian, you'd be booed off. I don't
1: think I have got the bottle to step up on stage and tell, tell jokes. jokes.
0: Shame. I think you make a shame comedian. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I wonder who got the power back. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's another episode of the Junkland Podcast. Before we go, I just want to say make sure that you tune in for the rest of the month, where we're going to be delivering some spooky Halloween content. It's going to be dead spooker, and it's going to be right here on the Junkland Podcast. So make sure we are make sure you are subscribed, so you don't miss it, because we're going to be talking about murders, Ooh. ghosts. Ooh. Um, film sets where like haunted things have happened like haunted cursed. film sets yeah. cursed heart yeah c- yeah that cursed film sets mm. and uh, we're going to talk about the history of Halloween and we're going to be talking we're well, not going to give away all that content because someone else could jump in and do it now
1: all in one episode ruin it
0: ruin it yeah so anyway thank you and uh, until next time peace, peace.